Welcome back to the glue, guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue, guys. Netsdaily.com. Mike. The Nets. Did you? Did or. You just, <laughs> did you just start by saying. Did you just reference yourself? You said, Mike, the Nets are back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so crossed up right now. I apologize to everyone out in Glue Nation. I know you're expecting an absolute raptorious return. Uh, that's the playoffs, but my son is sleeping in the other room, and I have to be so, so quiet, but yet so hyped. But, Brian, Brian, the Nets are back. Yeah, we're back. Oh, God. No, no, stop that. I hate it. I hate what you're doing. Oh, God. Only Brian can see me right now, and he is cringing, as I hope all of you are. All right, turn that off. <laughs> <laughs> the nuts are back, Brian. <laughs> yeah. um, it's it's quite a thing. Hey, that wasn't even like a, like at no point did I think we were going to lose that game. What a what a way to get into the playoffs with a W. It's what we talked about. We said if you're going to get into the playoffs, you want to get into the playoffs with actually winning basketball games, not just getting into the playoffs because you know some a bunch of teams continue to lose, which the Pistons continue to lose, and all the other teams in the in the Eastern Conference in the bottom continue to lose. No, the Nets got in by beating you know a full strength minus Oladipo Pacers team. So is the meme if Orlando loses to Boston then we're officially succeed is that the deal? That is the deal. That is the deal because we have the head to head matchup against the Orlando Magic. I think that's the case. You know mm-hmm. what though there's one there's one snag in this issue and I got to check this out because I think Orlando would win their division. Um if they won <laughs> If they would win the Southeast Division, well, they're going to win it anyways, but I, I think they would be Southeastern Division champions, and there's a chance that that may impact Ugh. the seeding. Don't. I don't really, I got to know, I'm going to click on like the playoff center on ESPN to like really figure this out, but I'm pretty sure like mm-hmm. winning a division matters still. It still matters somewhat. I don't know why it would matter for the sixth seed, but it but it may if there's like a head-to-head reason. I don't know. It doesn't matter, Brian. The Nets are in the playoffs. What's are you the, excited? What's the current memes with Philadelphia? Like, do, do people, like, are they feeling pretty good about themselves? Or, like, what's the deal? So, can I just say something? Uh, this is such recency bias, but, like, we had this whole thing where we rank the teams that the Nets may play in the first round of the playoffs. The Bucks is obviously the team everyone wants to avoid, even though the Nets just beat the Bucks in Milwaukee. Uh, Giannis wasn't playing. Um, but after seeing the Nets then just play Toronto pretty recently and not look like super great, it was close, but not look super great. Um, I kind of rather play 76ers now. Like, you know, it seems like they're going to play the 76ers. So to set the table a little bit, we were talking about this before. The Nets have 41 wins with one game left. The Magic have 
40 wins, but I think they're playing tonight or playing tomorrow. Yeah, they're playing tonight against the Celtics. So we're recording this as it's happening. 39-50, Celtics are up with 336 left in the second half or second quarter. We'll keep you updated all throughout the night. But, um, so if the Magic lose, um, I think the Nets, yes, the Nets would get the sixth seed, but I don't really know what sixth seed championship. Who do you want more, Raptors, 76ers, Brian? Because we can have this conversation justifiably now. Um, I mean, obviously 76ers. We've, we talked a little bit about this. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I think that they're, um, so I don't think they're well coached. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that that's a secret though. Um, I think that they're like the team that's sort of, I mean, like whatever the, the meme about Toronto is that they collapse in the playoffs. And so like, there's always that, but, um, the Sixers just aren't better than the sum of their parts. Like they should be a lot better than they are. Um, they seem like the kind of crew who will like, if things start getting hairy, they're going to turn around and start blaming each other and things will get super toxic, super fast. Um, you know, I mean like, I don't think we have a good chance against any of those teams, obviously, but, um, I just, I'm just looking for, you know, any kind of, any kind of way that we can weasel in there. I think like Sixers have, have maybe the most like kind of conspicuous weaknesses out of anyone outside of like Boston and that for those reasons. Yeah, and so, like, the one thing I would say about the 76ers, the the biggest fears, of course, is, like, Joel Embiid is just going to be, he's going to run roughshod over the Nets' big men throughout the yeah. entirety of that series. But the rest of their roster, uh, the Nets are going to run a lot of 2-3 zone throughout that series. But we're getting ahead of ourselves, Brian. The Nets are back. <laughs> what? Honestly, what? What, a, what a game. Like, you talked about this, but, like, that is the game that you want to get into the playoffs after this, what was it, four-year-long drought? And, like, like not even just a drought, just, like, a historic a famine. Dude, this goes into my, my famous, this is Egan's law of being bad. <laughs> um, you can't be bad for more than four years. You just, it's really hard in the NBA. Like, even, like, we, what we saw was, I mean, like, you can do it over and over again, yes. right? But, like... It doesn't matter if you're completely assetless. You know there are ways in which you can get good again, provided you do the certain things that you can do correctly. You do those correctly, but like you don't have to have any. We didn't have anything, and we got back to being a 500 team at least. Well, and and it was so like what's different about this rebuild, and it is incredible to like sit here now, you know. And we we even talked before the season. We were like. Are they going to make the playoffs? And it was like talking about memes. That was a meme. Like, are the Nets going to make the playoffs? But mostly everyone was saying not going to happen this year. Like they'll, they'll show improvement. Their young guys will play a little bit better than they did the year before. You know, the Nets will continue on this sort of step-by-step trajectory. That's really what the Nets have been. I mean, like they've been a slow build. This isn't like they, they haven't signed anyone big. You know, they've made these trades to take on salaries to hopefully get like a guy like D'Angelo Russell. They made a bad trade to get a guy like Alan Crabb. I don't know if he's – I don't think he's going to help the Nets in the playoffs, even if the Nets get to the finals. Um, but it's been slow steps. So, like, we started the season not thinking they're going to make the playoffs, and we would have been happy with, like, 35 wins. 35 wins would have been a massive improvement. Um, but now we're here. The Nets are 41-40. and 40. They are in the playoffs. They're going to be, you know, whatever the – the seventh, sixth seed, not they will not be. Well, I don't think they. Yeah, I don't think they can be at this point. The eighth seed. Well, maybe they can. I don't know what Detroit's really going to do. Almost doesn't matter. But it's 
it's amazing that like I don't know it it was it was semi emotional watching this game this weekend was incredible because the Nets have such a horrible schedule to end of the year horrible in terms of difficulty um, and you have these two road games out in the Midwest a back to back you don't like you you get the good news from your bleacher report app that Giannis isn't going to play so that gives you hope against the Milwaukee Bucks and you beat a like a super competitive Milwaukee Bucks team who came back and you almost blew the lead that you had throughout most of the game and you win that game and then you go with the Pacers and I don't know if you saw this but I I don't know who the Pacers played the night before I think it was the Celtics like two nights before but there was some like question of whether the Pacers were going to sick guys or not. And Nate McMillan blankly said that like, oh, we are playing and we're playing our guys. Like we are not just laying down because it's unlikely that they will get the fourth seed now. Um, so you're going in, you're kind of thinking like this game is going to be a real battle. It's going to be like crap. Like the Pacers are really going to try like they usually do. And the Nets thoroughly dominated. They won the first three quarters in terms of they scored more points than the Pacers in each of the first three quarters. And they only lost the fourth quarter by a point because at the end of the game, they just didn't care. They had that nice moment of D'Angelo Russell. And I think it was Joe Harris coming out with like the 50-second the mark, uh, you know, like hugging Kenny Atkinson, some recognition that, you know, that they knew what they had just done. Um, even though, did you see the post-game interview with D'Lo? Yeah. Do, do you think that he actually didn't know that he was in the playoffs? Cause yeah, I do. The, that's that's <laughs> that seemed pretty authentic. <laughs> I mean, I got to be honest. I wouldn't. I guess I wouldn't know either if I was like playing that day. Because I, I think the the confirmation if they got this win happened earlier today. Whenever Miami lost, which confirmed Miami losing meant a Nets win gets them in the playoffs. I think it's Brock. like the kind of thing that you wouldn't, you maybe wouldn't want to put that on the chalkboard just because it like stresses people out. And, you know, I, and I, I just totally like, I think it's completely reasonable to suspect that he just did not, <laughs> did not know, knew that it was like I'll a thing, but you know, I'll take it a little devil's advocate. Uh, just the fact that like, it is pretty D'Angelo Russell to act like you don't know. Oh my to, God. Oh, to is... act like you have tunnel vision a little bit. I'm not saying it's a negative. I'm just saying that's like a little D'Lo like is a well thought out person. So that is, that as as another Machiavellian man myself, you're thinking out this whole grand scheme of things, and that would be that would be a good reaction to have to be like, oh, I didn't didn't even know. All I cared about was getting the W tonight. I don't think that that is a good. I mean, reaction, right? It's. <laughs> I mean, a lack of I, I'm reminded of when I used to play baseball and I didn't watch baseball, but this is in high school and everyone used to make fun of me and they'd ask me like who won, you know, the world series year before. And I was like, I have no idea. I don't know that that's, <laughs> but they, I think they thought I was joking. I was like, no, I authentically don't know. I really, I truly don't. <laughs> um, and I actually understand, I understand how they're feeling now. Um, mm -hmm. Bry guy. Yeah. The nets are back, man. The um, nets are back. I like, we can truly, in deeply and forever say that the nets i mean are back and and with a possible sixth seed here we're going to start watching this uh uh orlando game they closed the closed the gap here down four into halftime um yeah so it's like one of those things like obviously we're gonna we're gonna talk about this a million more times before i don't even know when like with the first playoff game would begin probably what like the weekend that's maybe when they start all this stuff up um i almost don't care 
Like this is like a celebration, right? Like this is the this is just the years that you know for you and I, and this is part of my new bit series uh, to let you all in behind the curtain. Um, I have ideas for bits, and Brian doesn't like to do them because not I'm not blaming blaming you. They're usually lame and not that well thought out. Um, and and let's sometimes they're not well they are lame but super thought out. Like the time you like I just woke up one morning there was a script in my inbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that well, that that will continue. Our yeah. actors' studio will continue, um, especially yeah. in the summer when we're going to need to act out uh, free agents and why they may come to Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, so part of our new series, and we're going to have a drop for this eventually, is Mike's new bit. And my bit for today, and Brian can evaluate this, is the deepest, darkest, saddest takes that we had to have over the past four years of doing this podcast. Because if you're new to this podcast, and we appreciate you for being along with for the ride. We've been doing it since the KG Pierce trade before podcasts were even a million a, even a billion dollar business. Yeah. Um we we were doing it where we were just sharing it to each other. Um we actually had a nicer setup than we were going into um radio like your radio offices and doing it. Those those are the those are fatter times. Yeah, that was like super naive of me to think that like I could just like walk in with people who don't work for the company to just be like, "Yeah, we're going to record a podcast." But that was at the time where no one gave you crap. Did you get? Podcasts. Did you get? Do you get chewed out for that one? Never, never. Well, why? I mean, why don't we, we do it? What's what the hell? But we, but we were fine. We don't have energy um, for that anymore. I can't go. I'm not going to go all the way to your offices for, for that. So I made I made a list of five deepest, darkest, saddest takes that I've had to have over the past four years. Because again, when you do a weekly podcast about a team, if the team stinks, your takes are going to stink. Wait. So just just so that everyone understands the bit, please the bit. <laughs> so the. The, the the Mike's bit thing is when I criticize the bit, which is what I'm going to do now. Like, I'm not going to do this. And the reason I'm not going to do it is because we just made the playoffs the first time in four years. And it's the most <laughs> Mike thing in the world to go, okay, now let's talk about the saddest things of the, about the Nets ever. <laughs> you know what it is, Brian? And I just thought of this. It's the, the, the Jewish in me. It's uh, my Jewish heritage. You know, we got out of Egypt and we wandered through the desert for 40 years. We we can never, there's no instant gratification in right. Judaism. It's it, gotta, it is. You gotta do, I mean, like, you know, I come from Catholic roots. I understand the flagellation, like, on on, <laughs> on, on some level. You, you always must, every holiday, there's some remembering of the pain. There's some forgiving, not forgiving of sins, but a confessing, not confessing of sins, but, you know, sort of like you're sort of washing, trying to wash right. yourself clean because you're, you've lived so wrongly in the past many years yeah. in Passover, which is coming up. We eat, we eat food that tastes bad to yeah. remind us of the bad times. All of the food at Passover pretty much is horrible. Uh, I'm not going on a limb here. Like if you're not Jewish, you don't know. We eat parsley dipped in salt water, which is not uh, a perfect amuse bouche into mm. the meal. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I really didn't know that. That's insane. Like do you, and everybody does like, how much of that do you eat? Just like a, a tiny token bit or like, yeah, you take like leaf. a, like a, like a full handed pinch, you know no. what I'm talking about? Like all oh, five fingers, a pinch of parsley, you know, leafy, stemmy parsley. You dip it into salt water. Everyone dips into the same salt water. Typically. Um, not, not that that's not a tradition. It's just that, you know, you we're lazy. You can't even get some soy sauce or something in there. Like you can't. <laughs> no, soy sauce has not entered the seder plate. Not, but it is. It is one of my people's favorite flavors. There's no doubt about that. Um, uh, we eat. We eat that. We eat matzah. Do you have you ever had matzah, Brian? 
Uh, yeah, I have. I have. I grew up around a lot of Jewish people. What's your... like, that, was, that was sort of an interesting thing. <laughs> yeah. So matzah's disgusting. Yeah. Just to, like, it's good if you put dip it in chocolate, but again, it's like, dip anything in chocolate, you're going to come out with chocolate and the other thing. It's mostly going to be fine. Um, so this is my Jewish heritage coming through to say, yeah. while we can celebrate the good times, we have to remember the bad. Let's, we got to here... eat this pinch of parsley. We got to do it. Here is Mike's Passover thoughts ahead of the Nets playoffs. Passover playoffs. Um, I had a take that Sean Kilpatrick was the second best player on the Nets, and I don't think I have to apologize for that because at the time, he was. The first best player was Brooke Lopez. Um, we've had many discussions about Isaiah Whitehead, about what was his potential. Is he a starting point guard in the league? And I think I said multiple times, yes, he is a starting point guard in the league. Um, this is unfortunate. I had to defend Darren Williams at times. Didn't want to do it. I did it because that was what we were in. I My worst take was that I liked the Andre Bargnani trade. Um, I had to get excited about that. And before this season, I didn't necessarily have this take, but we discussed maybe the Nets should tank this season because it's the first time they had their draft pick and they could get a super high draft pick and get you know whoever it would be, Zion Williamson. Blah, blah, blah. We had to do all these things. We had to go through the desert of basketball. You know, we walked, mm. we left Egypt, and we had to, we had no water, no food. We're eating matzah. Again, matzah made off of our backs, unleavened bread, um, baking in the sun. And we are here. We're in the promised land, man. We're in the sixth seat of the, of the Eastern Conference. That is the greatest of promised lands there are. See, I see it entirely differently. Like, <clears throat> I was correct. <laughs> I was correct all the time. And I really enjoyed my time watching Donald Sloan do his thing, you know? <laughs> oh, Donald Sloan. <laughs> your boy D. You Sloan. did like Donald Sloan. I think you like Donald Sloan more than most. Your boy D. Sloan. D. Sloan. Well, like, Dean Sloan used to, used to kill the Nets when he was on the Pacers. So, like, we were all kind of like, yeah. not all, you and I, jacked up. We should go through and just, like, pick out some, like, hilarious... You know some some of the some of the people that stopped by. I had a cup of coffee. There's going to be some names over the years that that'll probably jump off the page. I'm going to do that. You, Jorge you, Gutierrez comes to mind. Oh my uh, gosh, that's a great prominent name. net prominent that's net. Uh, also from Cal, like Jason Kidd. So there's a lot of those articles. Like, let's go. It's like let's. I think probably like 2015, 2016 is probably the year that was like the saddest. Right. <laughs> right? I that mean. A, a juicy year. Like the good thing about the Marks era is that he, like, I think if there was another GM around, you would have gotten a lot more of the like the twelve million dollar salary player who isn't good, like a Jeff Green. Like Jeff Green would have been on the Nets for sure, and he would have been paid a lot of money because the Nets would have like justified him being on the team that he's a veteran and he'll play well and he'll improve the team by point five wins. Um. Yeah, I'm just reading what what we got going on over here. Any any names popping out for you? Of course. I mean, like for well, I mean, there's like some really notorious names like Jared Jack um, that I'm like I purposefully tried to erase out of my memory. Um, Do you remember like we had to like we had arguments with people? We were anti Jared Jack, I think for the most part. But like there were people like ride or die with Jared Jack. Yeah, like. He I mean that's that's with everything. Team. I mean, do you remember the Jeremy Lin dudes? Like that was a straight problem for a hot second. <laughs> like we couldn't we could not speak that dude's <laughs> name without, outside. without getting flamed on Twitter. Oh, speaking of which, we're getting flamed on Twitter by 
Well, do I even say his name? We're getting we're get we got blocked. Yeah, yeah. You say because you know how to say it. His name's Ives Darbaz, um, and he blocked us on Twitter. What the hell? <laughs> Ives, shoot shoot me a holler. What's going on, dude? What what did we do to offend you? Yeah. Um, so so Ives has a. Uh, we'll let you again behind the curtain here. He he is a prominent Nets tweeter. He tweets at every beat reporter all the time. He likes to get into Twitter arguments. I love it. I respect it. Um, did you get into it with them or something? Like, what did, what did this? I don't know. I don't think I did anything. But what happened was, I, I'm seeing a, I'm seeing it's when you're on Twitter, you can, you know, you see people replying to other people, and there's some beat reporter who was replying to a tweet that I couldn't see, and I clicked on the tweet because it was about the Nets. I wanted to dig deeper. That's what I'm <laughs> out. I'm all about research, and it was Ives, and I'm and I was, and it said he has blocked you, and I'm thinking, what do we do? Yeah. There's nothing that we did. We're we're the good guys. We're the glue guys. There must By have the been way, something. Dan Devine from The Ringer wrote a story about the Nets, one of the five most interesting teams of the NBA this season, and called Rodion's Karuks the Latvian glue guy. Mm. I appreciate that because he's been a glue guy for more than two years. He's been one of our dudes. We had interviews about him, not with him, but about him two years ago. So we've been on top of the the uh, Rodion's Karuk's train. I mean, Markel Brown was like an argument, right? Markel Brown with the Nets was like, yeah. he was someone that we were really seriously debating, couldn't shoot at all, but he like filled up the stat sheet in other ways. We're thinking, okay, what is he Marcus Smart, Oklahoma State? You know, is he someone who can't really score but can do a lot? That's what I mean by my, my Mike's Passover playoffs takes. Where you just have to have, you have to create hope, right? The Nets were a hopeless situation for these four years from the at the exact end of the KG Paul Pierce era, where they had to buy out Darren Williams. They had to say goodbye to Darren Williams, just say don't don't play basketball for us anymore. Brooke Lopez was like the one legitimate guy they had, and they had no draft picks. So you had to sort of create hope within these. These vessels, these players, that didn't, de- you know, they, they didn't deserve it. Not that it's not their fault. I'm just. You know what's BS is that like if you look at Thomas Robinson's deep stats, his per thirty six is fifteen and fifteen. He should he should have a job still. Like what's going on? Thomas Robinson. I that know. Was... I feel really bad. He's out of league. He, I, he had like a really sweet story. He should have been a guy that that did more, and he just couldn't put it together. Shane, um, Shane Larkin as get, well. Speaking of putting it together. The Nets. I put out a poll question on at BK Glue Guys on Twitter. Who deserves credit for the Nets making the playoffs? Sean Marks, Kenny Atkinson, or Magic Johnson? Brian, who do, who do you him. say? Got him. Roasting. Is, is <laughs> so how much is Magic Johnson leading that poll by? Um, <laughs> I think Marks. It's it's funny. Marks is leading by a good amount, and then Magic, of course. What? I respect everyone who's replied Magic because that's the point of the poll. Not not to actually get it's. 52% Sean Marks, 30% Magic Johnson, 18% Kenny Atkinson. I mean, um, I guess that's right. That we sense. almost had the fire Kenny Atkinson crew out this weekend. During the, the Bucks game, D'Lo played, like, not that much, um, a game that obviously the Nets needed to win. People were furious on Twitter. Um, hashtag, as always. And... <laughs> um, but, but like, but now if you, if you if you went away this weekend basically and you came back like oh crap the Nets beat the Bucks Pacers 
clinched the playoffs. Kenny Atkinson had that nice moment where he said he's going to drink wine before the Pacers game. He's not going to even he's not even going to game plan. He's just going to drink wine and then go to the game and we're going to figure it out. Um, I honestly, if you could parse out credit, okay, is there are they are they separable? Are Sean Marks and Kenny Atkins inseparable? And can you give one more credit than the other? Or are they such a team that it's just there's no point to even do it? Speaking of wine, I'm not going to answer that. Speaking of wine, did you know? New bit. Because <laughs> all I can think about, so I was watching the Jimmy Butler Hot Ones interview. Um, and there's a whole big thing about wine drinking. Like NBA players, like the new thing, the new like status symbol du jour is like caring a lot about wine. And he got it from Marky Mark. That's that what's Marky Mark's influence in in all things. And it's basically like now everyone is like a wine snob in the NBA because Jimmy Butler made it happen. Do you understand? Yeah, that's isn't that perfect. Just, do you know what the, my problem is? So I still, you know. I'm still hunting around for 2019 free agent possibilities. And too much for my liking, Jimmy Butler still being linked to the Nets. Like, way too much. Mm. Everyone assumes Kevin Durant's going to the Knicks. That's just like, everyone keeps saying it, so it's going to happen. People are still more saying that Kawhi's going to go to the Clippers and he's going to even stay with the Raptors. If he really and, goes to the Knicks, I'm gonna. that's going to trigger the life out of me. Anyway, sorry, keep going. Well, and, and but like, people legitimately, not just speculate, not just speculating not just saying like maybe jimmy butler will go to the nets they're saying jimmy butler either will go to the nets or it'll be like the nets or the lakers like they're saying it as it's like he's not going to be on the 76ers next year and he's going to go to one of these two teams i just like i will we'll get to that discussion this nets free agent discussion after the playoffs but a little preview i don't I don't know where I would be at if Jimmy Butler, if they gave him like a huge deal for like four years and, you know, whatever, 125 million. I don't even know what the, the, the contract would be at that point. But that would trigger me. It would trigger me if Jimmy Butler ends up on this team. Um, Brian, the Nets are back. We're back. You know, it's the best part. I mean, I was, I was talking about this. It's like <clears throat> with all the free agent talk, how you know we're really back is that like doesn't really matter. I don't really care. Like, it'd be awesome if we got, you know, any of these people, <laughs> but I don't really care that much. That's how you know um, we made it. That's that's what it's, you know, that's why, that's what, how you know we're on top. All right, well, let's do this. Let's just, we'll, let's end the pod, unless you got any more thoughts to dump out, because no. this was an emergency pod. I should have said this off the top. It's, this was an emergency just pod. Just a feelings. This is all feels. No hard data on this pod. Um, I will ask you final thoughts. Nets are in the playoffs. What is that feeling like? Um, it hasn't really even like I haven't processed it yet. You know, I got to see like what the when they start like doing the schedule. That's when it's really gonna like and I have to look and see mm. if I can which games I can go to or whatever if I can go to any of them. Oh my god, we should you go to a I, game. Here's also my other bit that I want to do, but Brian's not gonna want to do it. My bit, my other bit is that I want to do a show outside Barclays oh after the god. game in like the pit of when you get out of the subway and there's that big circle, you know, there like with like everyone stands for the ticket line and all that crap. I want to I want to get a table. I just want to put a table right there. Not even a table. I just want to have two chairs and just Brian and I standing there. No explanation for what we're doing. 
And what do you think is going to happen? They're just people are just going to look at us funny. They're just going to pass right by us and look at exactly. us strangely. Exactly. <laughs> do you think exactly. that they like people are going to like circle around and hear us talk about this? <laughs> like, uh, how do you yeah, visualize this happening? It'll be like sometimes I work at uh, City Hall and <clears throat> there's like the people who dance on the streets. You know, they like <laughs> you know the the break dancers. Yeah, and I'll do like, this if you hire a break dancer in between us. That'll be ooh. Yeah, great bit, <laughs> For- great bit, Bri. Um, maybe we'll do that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look at playoff schedule for everyone, but we'll we'll, we'll do that later. Yeah. Um, Plenty of time. So, emergency pod tonight. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back in your ears at some point this week. Maybe, maybe before the Heat game or after the Heat game, we'll decide what makes the most sense. Probably after because we could do a mini playoff preview at that point. Um. And the Nets are playing basketball games. They're playing past 82 games in a season. The first time since, what was it, 2014, 2015. Freaking incredible, man. It's not. The East stinks fine. I mean, it's it's actually been better at the top than it has been for for years. Um, And the Nets are one of the top 16 teams in the NBA. That quick quick preference, Toronto or 76ers. That's for Trubois Sean Goodfriend, a good friend of the show. Got to give him a shout out. I will be honest. I said this just because I just saw the Nets lose against the, the Raptors, and the Raptors look so gosh darn confident. Here's what I'll say. If if the 76ers are on their game, I'd rather not play the 76ers because I don't. they have zero answer. The Nets have zero answer for Joel Embiid. But if the 76ers are a little wobbly and you know Ben Simmons in the playoffs is not as dynamic because everyone's just going to slough off of him and that team continues to not really be exact and I liked your point about the coaching mm-hmm. um I'd rather play the 76ers at this point just cuz I saw the Raptors just beat the Nets recency bias I understand I can't push against it it's just in my head good and it's also the correct answer so got that going for you the Nets are back all right, get us out of here, Mike. Thank you all for listening. Emergency pod, netsdaily.com. Five stars on iTunes. We want them, we need them, we have to have them. Thank you all so much. We're glad you're with us on this journey from despair to postseason basketball. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Good night, everybody. Yeah, boy.